2: Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Dr. Pat show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. And we have got an incredible lineup for you today. You know, we're going to kick it off by talking about intuition on demand. Then we're going to talk about the Kabbalah. Oh, my gosh. This is like a full day picking up where we left off at eight o'clock this morning with Colette show. And why not, Benny? Why not keep it going? Why not keep the flow going?
0: Gotta love keeping the flow going.
2: You gotta love keeping the flow sure. going. That's what we're today. We're well, just like a lot of it. Just total, total, like totally it. But why? Well, here's why. We could choose not to use our intuition, or we could choose to use our intuition. Um, well, what happens when we're faced with that decision? And I'm not talking about like everyday big Kundalini awakening moments. How about every day? How about intuition on demand yes yes i did say that intuition on demand today dr lisa k joining me here today intuition on demand is her fabulous book a step-by-step guide to powerful intuition what you can trust now let me just say this uh about lisa first of all i want to tell you that She and I come to the table with a few things under our belt. Yeah, you know us on radio, television, all of those things. But what is it about her that had her specialize in intuition? I love this. I love this. Yes. Why is it that we get to talk with her about intuition Accurate ocean that, wait a minute, that's got to be for somebody sitting in the, you know, g- going over there, sitting in Tibet, sitting on a mountain, meditating 24-7, not talking to anybody. But is that true? Is that true in today's world that we live in? Lisa, it's great to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Oh, thank you, Pat. It's wonderful to be with you. I'm really excited to talk about this today.
2: I'm excited because what I love about this is um, I think we have, what is the expression? Proof Perfect of intuition and how it might work. Uh, For me, I was just on a call a few minutes ago talking about how this radio, let's call it a radio thing, started by dialing a wrong phone number and not hanging up. But for you, I want to get in to this intuition on demand. And yet at the same time, What's the difference between intuition and luck? I think we got to open it up with that, don't you think?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I actually think it—they kind of go together.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I think that um, what intuition does for you is it taps into information that is. Um, that's kind of connected to the universe, connected to, you know, beyond us, because that's what intuition is knowing without knowing how you know it. And then when you are connected to that, then, um, all kinds of wonderful synchronicities happen because you're being guided to the right place at the right time. And then all of a sudden quote, lucky things happen. Right. Yeah. And what a better way to live.
2: Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about you, if you don't mind, because sure. I, I think it's really important for us to share our stories. Um, I kind of ask you this, because I know for me, I did not, not ever, nowhere, no way, not on any resume, not on any kind of thing, you know, she's going to be when she grows up, she's going to Mm. do this. She's going to be like the host of the Dr. Pat show, like, like a number one show. And then, you know, owner of a network. No way. I stuttered in high school. This was not going to be on my thing. How about you? When did you have the sense that, uh, I'm going to be doing this?
1: Oh gosh. I never (laughs) had the sense that I was going to be doing this. (laughs) Just like you. I was like, this is like, in fact, if you had said to me, you know, 10, 20 years ago, uh, you know, this is what you're going to be doing. I'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's not me at all. I mean, I, I started out, um, you know, unlike others who are very intuitive um, and have those, you know, wonderful uh, you know innate skills that they were just happened to be good at at a young age i was not i didn't have any of that and um i actually i thought it was the coolest thing on earth though i thought gosh if you could be really intuitive and if you could know what's going to happen if you could you know have that skill wouldn't that be that would be just like magic and so i would actually go out and um I play with it. I tried to see if I was, you know, intuitive Did I have any of these these psychic skills. And so I would go out and I tried. I actually got um, a a set of Zener cards. And I don't know if you know what those are, but they're they're quote, you know, they're the little cards that have the shapes on them, the hearts and the and the square and the circle. And you have to predict which one's going to come up. Well, I got them all wrong. I got them all wrong. (laughs) I was bad. I was so bad at it. And I was like, you know, okay, so I can't do this. I'm so for me to think that I could actually um, become highly intuitive, which, um, which I learned how to do was, you know, far beyond what I ever thought ever, ever, ever thought I could do.
2: Well, and, you know, part of this is, you know, getting a sense of science. I want to talk about this for a minute before we jump mm-hmm. into the book even further. Um, you're a graduate of Columbia. I'm a graduate of Columbia. Went back mm. to school later in life. Here's what I want to say. I didn't realize till recently that intuition shows up more times in our lives than we could cognitively record. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, our mind can say, oh, yeah, dialed the wrong phone number. Oh, yeah, Lisa, right? But there's mm-hmm. this other part of intuition that just does not get any airtime. Okay, I want to ask you to, to just give us a sense of this as we get into the conversation. So somebody the other day said to me, we don't even understand, Pat, at your age, but even when you were younger, how you became so good at table tennis, Right? Mm-hmm. and so I play table tennis but I play with a style that you would be watching like it's the Olympics right and they wow. said we don't get it you what did you learn how to play pat you learned in like one year then you learned how to do this here's what I know because it happened to me the other day 80% of what I do on the on the on the court is intuition 20% is skill is that how we could live, live mm-hmm. our lives? I want to ask you about that. Is that a way that we can live our lives?
1: Oh, sure. I think um, I, one of the things I always say is that, you know, there there is that saying that we only use 10% of our mm-hmm. brains. So the question is, what's in the other 90%? And the – our ability to gather all this information that our minds and our bodies are um, picking up through our senses and, and our brain is processing is just so vast, so much data, that we can't really function if we were paying attention to it and trying to figure out what to do with it all consciously. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on that's unconscious, that's going on in the other parts of our, our brains and our minds and even our bodies that we're not aware of. And, uh, and even to the extent that there are other, quote, brains, so to speak, within your own body, um, you know, within the nervous system. And, you know, that has within itself its own ability to process information, to remember, and to learn. And so what, you know, what's going on there? And so I think that's the information and, that you're drawing on in that 80% uh that you say is um more of an intuitive thing for you. Does well you that know sound, I, does that match for you? Yeah.
2: And you know what I love in your book, one of the things, and for those of you just tuning in, uh Dr. Lisa K joining me here today today, Intuition on Demand's fabulous book, a step-by-step guide to powerful intuition you can trust. One of the things I loved in in reading your book, and just so you know, I do read the books.
1: Oh, um, <laughs> it's nice.
2: There's a statement that you say early on, and then you also repeat it later on. Developing your intuition can change your world. See, you don't say developing your intuition can change your life. You don't say that. You say developing Mm -hmm. intuition can change your world. And I take that very differently. That is really expansive, expansive. Can you tell us how it can change our world? And what have you seen in working with others?
1: Well, I think one of the things, it can change your world because everything you touch, everything you do is now infused with your intuitive guidance. So when you become highly intuitive and you learn how to uh, use it and make it part of your life, uh, you'll be... It'll be giving you information all the time that you recognize and you can act on. So whether you're deciding uh, what to do, you know, what to choose uh, for dinner tonight or whether you're trying to choose a doctor for some some illness that you just got or uh, where you're going to go in terms of your career, which job to take or maybe even looking for a soulmate. You know, is this the guy for me? All of that, all of those decisions are now infused with uh, higher guidance, with guidance from your intuition that's actually pulling in information from um, all different places where where we just uh, we talked about uh, and that you're always going to make a better decision. And when you have that, when you know that the decisions you're making are going to be for your best interest, that uh, it's so comforting. It's calming. You always have somebody. It's like you've got somebody's always got your back. You know, you always have the, you know, the, your, if you want to call it your guides and your angels are there giving you the messages you need to hear and, and what a wonderful life that is. So that's what I meant by it can change your world, uh, and in everything you do. And, you know, one of the things I Uh have a story for you, um, and I tell this when I was, uh, what happened to me is kind of reversing back, as I was saying before, that I started out not being intuitive, though I thought it was the most amazing thing, but they always say that everybody can be intuitive. So I thought, well, let me go and try and study it. So me being the scientist and the engineer, and I and I became a scientist because I wanna know how the world works, um, and put all the pieces together that made logical sense, uh, I went and I studied intuition, and I went through the science of it because I have a degree in psychobiology as well and mm-hmm. and that helped you know give me that formulate that that perspective um, to the point where uh, I also studied metaphysics because that's the area where a lot of this um, has information in the metaphysical arena. And I put all the pieces together, and I started to practice, and I was practiced doing um, intuitive sessions and readings for other people only because that's that's how you can practice and that's how you do it and uh, I got really good at it I got it was so good that I was actually people um, would try to get sessions with me but they couldn't I was a sold-out intuitive coach intuitive reader <laughs> <laughs> which surprised me now this was somebody yeah, who got exactly. all exactly the your cards wrong and I was stunned that, wow, you know, I came up with something that worked and, you know, it works for me. And, um, and then one day it, uh, it saved my life. And this was, this is, you know, as you were talking about what, you know, what can intuition do for you? And I didn't expect this, but, you know, I got to the point where I'm using it now and whenever I needed it, um, and for picking, you know, restaurant to, you know, gosh, now I've got this, this problem. I, it was, uh, it was during the summer, of 2008. And I got the flu, which was really odd because people don't usually get the flu in the summer. And, uh, but along with the flu symptoms, I was having these bouts of my heart racing and I was short of breath and I felt like I was going to pass out when I was lying in bed. I thought that was, that was really bizarre. And when it kept happening, you know, the come and go, and then it got so bad that um, I was shaking so hard that I, I couldn't hold a glass of water. And it was in the middle of the night and so I, I, called the emerg- I called the ambulance and they took me to the emergency room and they, the doctors, I wasn't shaking anymore, the doctors took some blood and they said, oh, we've discovered you've got bacteria in your blood but that's okay, you just go home and go to the doctor and he'll give you some antibiotics and pills, right, what most doctors do and you'll be fine. So I go home and I did that and I took the pills and they didn't help. I kept getting these bats and they were getting worse and it started to get to the point where now um, they were more frequent. And one time that it happens uh, again, I was lying in bed, um, same thing, heart racing, couldn't breathe, My uh, I was lying down and my hands turned white and I went back to the hospital. Same thing, doc- took blood, still had bacteria in her blood, doctor says, Um, oh, well, you know, you're just, you're not call. Um, some doctors have offices. They're not calling me back. I'm getting these bats. They're coming back. It's worse. Um, now it's at the point where I, I can't stand up for longer than two minutes. And I was guided by my intuition to pull this book off the shelf and it was how to find the best pediatrician odd, but I thought, all right, well, my intuition wants me to read it. So I'll read it. So, I'm reading the book, and the word pediatrician comes up over and over and over again. And I realize, wait a minute, my pediatrician is a friend of mine, and maybe he knows of a doctor who'll see me. Um, so, I go to call him, and I get my intuition says, Leave a detailed message. He's away on vacation. He'll be back later. <laughs> so, I left a detailed message. He calls back later and he says, I know exactly what you need to do. I have a friend, a doctor, a specialist, an infectious disease specialist who will see you tomorrow. You need to go right away. So I went the next day, it was Monday morning. He did some tests and he called me back and he said, this doctor said, we know what's wrong with you. You have a heart infection and you need to go to the hospital. So he put me in the hospital and they gave me intravenous antibiotics and, uh, and they cured me. Mm. So, so what was happening was I was going into what's known as sepsis and all the other doctors were ignoring me. And the the endocarditis, which is what this is, is a very, um, insidious disease that if you don't catch it right away, you can actually die very easily from it. So, yeah, So, um, that's how my intuition saved me. It got me a doctor. Yeah. It got me to a doctor.
2: I cannot believe you just even shared that story. Um, and you know, I've shared with the listeners and I'm not going to take the time today, but I came down with a mystery disease in 2004, six months after I signed on to do this, um, by dialing that wrong phone number And all I can remember is how much I started to doubt myself that paying for airtime seemed like the most bizarre thing for somebody that just graduated with honors from a Ph.D. program, right? Mm -hmm. But I couldn't do the thing that I was supposed to do. It was too depressing for me. I knew too much now. And I got to tell you, I found Dr. Darvish because the angel lady told me. (laughs) (laughs) The angel lady told me to look up T3 for thyroid, and I Googled it, and two doctors came up, and I immediately picked Dr. Darvish. She and I went on a journey that, like you, doctors, tests, there's nothing wrong with you. You may have this. You may have that. The bottom line is that woman saved my life. Isn't it interesting? You and I are sitting here today. Uh, and we're talking about intuition, and both of our lives have been saved by our intuition, right?
1: Yes, same thing. I don't think that's there's
2: same. any mistake in that, do you?
1: No, no, no. It's uh, it's all meant to be. Right.
2: It's wonderful. And that's why I interview people like you that have this gift, because what you've gone on to do in your work and in your book, Intuition on Demand, is what you're championing is this idea that you and I are not different than every other thousands of listeners listening to this show. We're not different. We're not different. Yeah. You no. learned out of yeah. desperation. I, yeah. I'm sorry to say that, <laughs> but I learned out of desperation. So you don't want our listeners to have to go to desperation to learn, right? So tell us wow. about what you developed.
1: Well, so th- that's, you know, once that happened, when I realized, wow, you know, it saved my life. And You know, I I want people to be able to do this for themselves. You know, you can't always, as you say, go to somebody for advice because they're not always available. And if you can get the advice from within yourself and get the, the perfect advice for you, the perfect guidance and information that you need to know right now. Then, your things are going to change. Your whole world will change for you. Your life will be different. And that's what I wanted to share with people as opposed to um, you know being able to give them the messages. And so what I started to do was I started to share what I taught myself, what I learned from uh, doing it, and basically not only studying, studying science and studying the metaphysics and the and the process and and then actually watching a lot of other really highly intuitive people do what they do, um, figuring out you know the golden nuggets. Um, I took my techniques that, I, that worked for me and I started to share it with my friends and I started to share it with um, some other people who were interested. And the, um, we did a little group and I showed it to them and they started to have some results. We all had a lot of fun and the group started to grow And now, at some point, it grew over a couple years, had, um, gosh, over 150 people uh, come and go through that group and and they loved it. And I developed a a weekend course because as we were going along, there was more and more information that I had accrued to help people understand this. And um, that was a weekend course and called Developing Your Intuition Level One. And then I, um, developed that into an online course and people have taken it all across the world now internationally, which is really, really cool. And then I also started to speak about it and teach people through going to, uh, events and expos and, and speaking on, um, intuition and giving people some highlights of the technique. And then I was getting feedback from people that they would leave the, the talk Mm. after an hour talk. And they, they said, they would say, they were able to do they were they get their intuition to work for them immediately yeah like one one woman she said i, I, I took the subway home uh, from you know from your lecture and i knew exactly the minute it was supposed to pull into the station now if you know how to ride you know the new york subway state the subways are random <laughs> so yeah, that's she right. knew the minute it was going to come into her station and she was floored um, so I, there were results like that and then people would say to me in the, you know, here and there and in the lectures, they'd say, you know, do you have a book that I could read? And I didn't have a book. <laughs> so, and I was like, well, and they're like, well, where can we learn this? And I'm like, well, um, I, you know, I'm, I, I kind of put it together myself. It's kind of a, a, a conglomeration of a lot of things. And anyway, so long story short, I wrote a book and yep. I put it all in the book. It's in the book. And now... It's Everything's there. <laughs> in the book.
2: I mean, I was actually surprised reading the book because I'm like, "Well, wait a minute, she's telling me exactly how to do this." I'm saying, "Like, Lisa's like taking me through this, telling me actually how to do it." But more importantly, what I love about what you did in this book, Lisa, is you gave us—let me just call it—intuitive um, situations. And what I mean by that is, one in particular I want to talk about when we come back from break is, "Well, wait a minute." what if you're seeing things? What if, what if you get shown things? And then how about our thoughts? Thoughts, are they intuition? You've put so much in this book that most people take five books to write, that this has got to be a way to, you know, to invite people to engage in practice we're gonna take a short break we come back intuition on demand uh you know what one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine What are your questions? Do you have something that you want to practice this technique with on air? Do you want to find out like why you're on the fence with something and maybe where you should go or what you might do? Are you kind of like Lisa and me and where you're thinking, yeah, I know I don't feel well, but I'm not getting any answers. 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, I'm going to also ask Lisa to tell you how to find out about where you can get the book how you can find out more about her, how you can work with her. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. I've run away
0: from love So many times I've run
2: Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA psychic, invites you on this journey. For this live calling show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com.
0: Awareness is universal. Establishing a living awareness through meditation brings peaceful, healthy, and creative well being into your everyday life. The practice of living awareness, Spirit Fire's own meditation practice, is built on this belief and is designed for every level of practitioner. Each year, Spirit Fire hosts living awareness meditation retreats that allow you to explore the practice in depth at our retreat center in beautiful Western Massachusetts. Introduce yourself to meditation in the practice at the Foundations Retreat. Attend, in silence, a silent meditation retreat focused on mindfulness, presence, and nature, or be engaged with the meditation sittings themselves at the Deepening Retreat. Start adding to your awareness and attend a meditation retreat designed to cultivate consciousness in your everyday life. For details on attending a Living Awareness Meditation Retreat, visit upcoming events at www.spiritfire.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By.
2: I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Yeah. Check us out at drpacho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm.
0: Oh, my goodness. Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicky Todd. Vicky believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit vickyworldart.com.
2: Hey, everyone, welcome back. You know, Intuition on Demand, a step-by-step guide to powerful intuition you can trust. Um, Dr. Lisa Kay joining me here today. And before we jump into this, I want to just say to everyone, we have got the phone lines open if you want to get some help on figuring out something in your life that is just really causing you a complete confused state of mind, and you just can't see your way in, quote figuring it out and if you're anything like lisa and i and just what she just shared let's get you some help 1-800-930-2819 um lisa before we just jump ahead intuition on demand it's the book where can people get a copy of it and the other thing i wanted to ask you how can people find out more about you how can to how can they listen to you on radio television wherever you are
1: Oh well, the easiest thing is to go to my website, um, and the uh, which is the same as where you can find the book too. It's kind of easy. You go to intuitionondemandbook.com. And that'll take you to the book page, but that's where my website is. And, um, everything is there. You've got my events, my podcast. Um, I've got a lot of nice freebie things out there in terms of a blog and, and podcasts, which are all centered around intuition, tips, how to use it, um, when to use it and, you know, uh, things like that for conscious living.
2: I love it. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna practice a little bit, but before we jump into the practice idea here, um, I made a couple of comments before the break. One of the things I said is, you know, and, and then during the break, I said, first of all, I never knew what I was doing to get my intuition to work. I never knew it. You you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I never knew mm-hmm. that I was actually doing something methodologically, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So therefore everything was like inconsistent, right? But you've developed an intuition on demand technique. And I want to talk about that before we jump into whether or not intuition is thoughts. Tell us about this technique, if you don't mind.
1: Sure. Well, one of the, I'm going to start with a myth actually first. One of the things that people feel is that intuition just happens. And for most of us, it does because we're not aware of it and you know we've never really, really worked with it. So, uh, but intuition is something that you can, you can actually make happen. And the first step in the technique makes it happen on demand. And that first step is to ask it a question. Now, the reason why this works is because. Your intuition will answer a question, just like when you ask yourself a question, you will automatically answer it. Well, your intuition also automatically answers. It's just that you don't hear it because you're too busy thinking and using your thinking mind and judging and and criticizing. Uh, but your intuition will actually speak. And your intuition is actually a... Um, Another part of your brain processing that speaks in a, a slightly different way. It speaks in um, a word or two, not a lot of words, or it might be a, a flash of an image, or it might be a, um, a feeling. And so that's that's going on uh, when you ask a question. That's what's responding. So that's the first step. So now the second step is to be open, and so that you can actually recognize when your intuition is giving you those little pieces of information. Yeah. Uh, so what do I mean by that? And I usually characterize be open. I, I was thinking about how do I explain to people, how do you be open? Yeah, good and I idea. I realized <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, because I, I like to be, you know, really tangible because that's me. Um, you know, the, yeah. the, the vagueness kills me. So um, what is it to be open? Well, the best way I can describe it is the state you're in when you ask the question, Where's the bathroom? So people are like, what do you mean where's the bathroom? (laughs) Well, when when you ask the question, you're somewhere you've never been before. you got to go to the bathroom. And you ask, where's the bathroom? Now, at that moment, after you ask it, you pause. You're all ears. You're open. And you're waiting for an answer. You're not trying to second guess what they're going to tell you. You're not uh, criticizing what they're going to tell you. You're just open. And when they tell you, you go with it right? You trust it. Yep. Um, you don't second, you don't say, Oh, he's wrong. <laughs> you know? So that's the state you're in. It It really is that state of being open. Where's the bathroom? And that, and when, and when you're in that moment of, Hmm, where is it? Uh, and you're waiting for the answer. That's the kind of state you have to be in. So you ask your intuition question, number one, number two, be open, you know, like where's the bathroom. And then number three, you're going to collect. So it, it kind of goes, it's nice, it goes in an ABC format, A, open, I mean, A, ask question, B, B open, C, collect. Now what you're going to do, what do I mean by that? You're now collecting the pieces of intuitive pop-ups, I call them, that come to you. Now what is that? Well, once you ask the question, things are going to pop at you. It's, it's going to be a feeling. It'll be, um, maybe you'll get an image. Now the image again sure. is something that pops up inside your mind. So it'll, uh, and some people think that they don't have pictures in their mind, but, um, I think we mostly do, yeah. or it might be uh, a word and, uh, and, or your, your eye might be all of a sudden drawn to something and you find yourself staring at the clock on the wall. Well, th- that's your intuition giving you information and then, so that so now you pick that piece, the yeah. clock on the wall, and then you do the next step, which is which is D, to do that again. You're going to ask again because that clock on the wall is like, well, now the, my intuition is giving me a piece. It doesn't make sense to me. See, now this is the key part. People don't tell you this is what they do when they're actually getting intuitive information. <laughs> they're actually going back and getting more information. They just think, oh, well, you know, they tuned in and then they got this download of, you know, this huge long story. Well, they're actually collecting pieces of the story until it makes sense. So the fourth step is D to go back and ask a question, do it again. And you're going to ask your intuition, uh, why are you showing me this clock? And Uh you might get, you might get, um, you might hear running out, right? So yeah. And then you can go back and ask your intuition, clock running out, what are these two pieces what is what is the what do you mean by that? Give me more information and um you might get the sense of of um rushing right so maybe wh- so now you start to see clock running out, rushing maybe you're ru- you're running out of time you know that mm. that's the sense you get so that may be the meaning it's sort of like um what I say is when, so let's say you're walking, you know, it's foggy out and you're walking down a street and you can't really see anything around you and it's really dense fog and you're going down the road and you start to see, you know, a, a hint of a tree and then maybe a, um, a mailbox and a driveway pops up and then, mm-hmm. you know, you, as, as you get closer, you start to see more and more. And that's the same thing with your intuition. You start to get more and more pieces and it starts to formulate uh, meaning for you. So I'll, g- I'll give you a little story how this works. Well, I,
2: I love this idea because let let's just you know mm-hmm. take a look at it. Um, sure. Um, because you know I I told you about this idea for this radio thing. Once I said yeah. yes to this, um, I didn't know why. You, you know, and and let's talk about that. Sometimes intuition may not make logical sense right is that because we think it should we think Mm -hmm. it should right um Mm -hmm. and the other thing I would love for you to talk about is we also think that sometimes that we will get the exact answer to what we're looking for in the next indicated thing we do, but for me it was the angel lady. Look up T three thyroid. Looked them up. Two doctors. Intuitively picked Dr. Dart. You, you know what I mean?
1: Yes, and exactly. And can we
2: talk about the chain of events of into? I call it intuitions chain of events. Don't yeah. break the link of the chain of events. Just follow them.
1: Exactly, and and I love that you said that because people feel that, uh, they're going to get the, in fact, I thought that when I was starting to work with this, I was like, I want the answer. Well, we all want the answer, but we don't always get the answer. And we get, we get a guidance, As I think, as you're saying, that kind of puts you on the next step that leads you to where it's best for you to go. And I think, you know, just in parallel that what I was talking about in my story was, my intuition didn't tell me, Oh, you got to call Dr. You know, ABC. It said, go read that book on the shelf over there. (laughs) And and it's like, Oh, I don't know why I have to do that, but you know, okay, I'm going to do it. And that's the, the great thing about, um, the, you know, working with your intuition and, and building your trust is yeah. it kind of forces you to do that. You have to go, okay, well, let me see where that's going to lead me. And sometimes it's actually fun. It's like a treasure hunt. It's like, oh, let's see where that goes.
2: It is. And, you know, uh, let's talk about another myth, if I could. One of the things I think we, we don't talk about enough is we talk about intuition as if it has this discrimination capability. So let me let me say what I mean. So, for example, it's ok that you and I figured out like the right doctor to go to. But, mm-hmm. yeah, don't use your intuition for money stuff because no, 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 no. That's like a no no. yeah, don't don't do that. Mm-hmm. but that is like, so not the truth. See so there's this notion, this belief that intuition is only for these higher orders. And we got to talk about that because my friends used to drag me to the racetrack in New York City, up in Yonkers racetrack. My friends (laughs) at a young age, I had a fake ID. Uh Uh-oh, did I just say that? They used (laughs) to drag me into Yonkers racetrack on some ungodly hour of the night during school so I could pick out the horses. And until I got really bored with doing it, then I wouldn't pick out good horses anymore. But can you talk to that? (laughs) about this. I know you're thinking, but that's what happened to me. It was like, no, this is not fun anymore. I don't want to be, I don't want to do this anymore. And so then I started to pick losers. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> true just so they would leave you alone. <laughs> I don't think it was that. I think I just wasn't into it. I just, yes. I think I just stopped listening. Can you talk about these beliefs we have about Intuition and what we think it should be used for versus what it could be used for.
1: Yeah, I think where part of the answer to that is where the information is coming from. And I like to tell people that we don't really know where it's coming from. But I uh, and it doesn't matter as long as it works for you all the time. But I like to believe and the research I've done points to and indicates that the information is coming from outside of us. And from what I would like to say is either our higher selves or, or our guides or whatever it is, that's the universal consciousness that is all everything. And it's passing on to us information that's for our highest good for, for our, our betterment. Um, and so in that case you want to use your intuition for having that better life, so to speak. And, and, uh, in that perspective, you know, whether you're winning the at the horse races or not is ultimately probably not the ultimate best for your whole life. And so, you know, why not use this golden opportunity to guide you uh, to find things that are wonderful for you in in bigger things and, and grander things uh, or or even just um, in your everyday life? Because you don't know where. Yeah your guidance is supposed to take you and that's part of the joy of it all is the Mm -hmm. journey, you know, where am I supposed to go? And so I, I think, you know, from that sense, that's where you want to use it. Now, that being said, you could use your intuition for all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And, and, but don't, I think, don't be surprised that if you try to use your intuition on, you know, the winning the lottery, um, that it may not work too well for you. And that's probably for two reasons. One is again, what's, for your highest, best good, um, is may not be winning the lottery. And the other thing is that we got a lot of stuff going on about money, you know, and that gets in the way. So yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Now let's talk. This is what I love. Let's talk about, um, some of the tips that you have, because this is really the question. I mean, I was looking at this and I asked myself, Uh, connecting the dots what let's go through a little bit of the technique because people say to me pat what were you asking for when you dialed that wrong number in 03 and and within 10 minutes pulled out a credit card and bought three months of airtime at ten thousand dollars on an internet only station they were asking Mm -hmm. me what were you thinking the question is what was i asking for isn't it
1: yes Mm -hmm. right and And, uh, again, it can be, you know, it sounded like you had an intention. I did. We all have intentions to, to do what's best for us and, and to move Mm -hmm. forward. And, and, you know, we're at, I don't know if the time were you thinking about, well, Hey, you know, I want to, I want a good change in my life. I want to Mm -hmm. go forth and, and, um, do more. I don't know what that is. And then something bing happened and you dialed.
2: No, here it is. <laughs> Number. I, I had just started this thing called crust busting because I was so depressed. I had the metaphor created that, yeah, if you're depressed and you cannot get off the couch and the remote control is your best friend, then you are just so crusted over. So I created these cards on the back of the card. I said, by the end of this year, 2003, I want to reach a million people and help them live life full out. Within six months, I had reached a million people doing something I had no intention to do on radio. So that was my wow. thing. I, I wanted to reach a million people to help them live life full out. And I still do. That hasn't changed. And that was my question. I didn't say, how do I? I said, I want to do it. Well, Consciously, know- I asked, well, what do I need to do to get this done? Right.
1: Yeah, and and your intuition knows, you know, because it knows before you even get a chance to ask the question, because it's it's with you,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and it will be giving you th- that guidance, and and you obviously followed it and didn't have the, uh, you didn't have the hesitation, I didn't to, to kind of interrupt. And yeah. so, and, and you went with it, were you, when you did it, were you surprised that after you did it, like, what am I doing? <laughs> no, kind of
2: I didn't do that. I did it and mm-hmm. I began the process and I was really excited. My problem was, uh, I shared it with my partner and my friends and they thought, yeah, this is a good hobby, a hobby she's got. But then when mm-hmm. KANW found me in 04 and said, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe it, we have five days a week. And I whipped out another credit card and continue to do that they wanted to have me committed that's what they wanted to have me do looking Uh, back now right looking back nobody questions it anymore but this is really the next part of this and I know we we have a short time left once we get the answer how do we build up our
1: resilience to move forward well, you know, that's actually part of the process, and yes, if we were, were to is. roll it back a little bit and say, and and this is a great question, because people say to me, well, how do I know the difference between my intuition, whether I'm making it up, and how do I, you know, make it consistent, and the way you do it is you have to use it and practice, and it's more important that you practice all the time. It's like any skill that you build, and it's also how you build trust and faith, you ha- you take a little step at a time and then whoa that worked and you do it again and it worked again and oh every time it, you know i get this feeling i know it means that and every time i hear it this way in my head it's it's accurate it's right on now i know it's there it becomes real for you it becomes because it's in your experience and also you've honed the skill just like any other skill that you develop So it gets to the point where now you're working side by side in synergy with your intuition and you just know to follow it. And you're also used to following it. That's probably another part of the training Mm -hmm. is that we train ourselves or condition ourselves out of following it because we're afraid. And then, uh, you know, and then we say, oh, well. We build this habit of of not following it. Well, you got to build a habit of following it, and then eventually it's like, okay, I'm in the groove. I have the momentum i I follow, i I know when I'm following this feeling or or when i'm um, when I do work with my intuition, these things start to happen, and then you just keep doing it. It's just like learning how to drive and and you can keep going. I think um, uh, you know, and then the rest is uh, is is built on that faith and trust because, um, because you know that it works for you.
2: And, you know, one of the things you say in the book, which I love, you say many things in the book, but you clearly give us some tips for, um, looking at how to ask for a sign as well. And I love that you put it in here because sometimes, you know, all we may have is that question is to ask for a sign. You know, for me, I now know that if I find a penny heads up, That's Linda's mom who passed away because that's what she Mm. used to do. She was all about the pennies. Pat, save your pennies, save your pennies. I save my pennies. I bought washers, vacations. (laughs) So she's about the penny heads up. So if I find a penny heads up, I say, oh, thank you, Joan. If I find a penny heads down, I don't. I was at a meeting a week ago, got up from the meeting. There are five circular tables. Everybody abandoned. There was a penny heads up. In five tables, right in the middle. Wow! How does that wow. even happen? Right. So, tell us about how people might call into looking for these
1: signs. Okay, so let me preface all this with mm-hmm. uh, because I'm the scientist, and people yeah. are gonna go, "Well, why does science? What is that? Isn't that hooey? Why does that <laughs> happen? This is just coincidence." And and I used to think that too, um, but then I realized, well, if I believe every everything is Made of energy. Energy is one thing; it cannot be created nor destroyed. It only changes form. We're all connected to that energy, whether it's solid, whether uh, a solid thing, a table, a chair, a thought—all the same thing. So we are all connected to the same thing. And if we're all connected in that way, then why not? Why couldn't that—that that, uh, universal consciousness power be able to bring us signs? Because it's all the same. And our intuition helps us, um, in noticing those things as well. And so the signs, one of the things you can do is you can ask for a sign. Um, so what does that mean? One of the things that I, I, I love, um, I kind of, one of the ways I got into this is connecting with angels. I love angels. And I, um, know that the number four, is an angel number. So I said, well, you know, I want you to show me that you're, you're around me and how to, you know, so show me the number four. And they would, I would see four everywhere. But then I thought being the scientist, the engineer, well, you know, you got one out of 10, because <laughs> we only have 10 numbers to see a number four. I said, all right, let me see two fours. Mm. And they started to see 44 everywhere. Being the doubting Thomas I was like, well, all right, you know, let's see, let's make it harder. Let me see three fours. And I started to see three fours everywhere, and every time I saw that, I knew my angel, angels were there with me and telling me that they're there. Uh, you know what I did? I went for farther. Pat, I now ask for four fours. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. And I would you believe it? Say, I see. I do four fours. I see I four fours everywhere, and that's not very common, you know. But for me, it's common because I see it all the time, posted on social media. Another set of fours. Um, and again, you know, that's one way that you can work with those signs um, and be in communication with something that's beyond you and also with whatever, you know, the your intuitive guidance is able to to give you. Now, that being said, I want to put out a little um, note uh, warning. We can signs are going to be very obvious. You don't have to force it. And I have run into a lot of people who are you know, they want to force the sign and yeah. that, that, you know, what happens is, is, um, we get a little too hung up over that and we get a little, um, uh, anxious and you got to let it go. You know, the sign it's going to be just like you did. You yeah. let it go. All of a sudden you saw the penny everywhere. Right. And all those tape. T- that's, so there, you can't you can't miss that, right?
2: I love it. Yeah, I know it. You can't. Well, I hope you'll come back because there's so much more in here that I would love for us to talk about. Again, how can people find out more about you? And thank you so very much for today. And thank you for really putting, putting the words to something that people in everyday life can do.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I would love to come back, Pat. I had a great time. And it's... Um, Intuition is just, you know, it is the most awesomest thing. Intuition, you can reach me at, um, and my book at intuitionondemandbook.com. So that's easy. Intuitionondemandbook.com. And everything is there. You can find out all about me. I love it.
2: And Intuition on Demand, guess what? This is a step by step guide for everyone. Everyone.
1: Thank you, Lisa. You rock. Thanks, Pat.
2: Hey everybody. Yeah, we, I'm telling you, Lisa's got a radio show too. So tune in. Um, We're going to take a short break. When we come back, EJ is in the house for all of you out there. Also on Facebook live video with him. uh, Yes. Mystic living radio, deep spiritual wisdom, practical advice, Kabbalistic wisdom for the 21st century. Here we go. We'll be right back.
0: Seeding audio was via a Skype call.